When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. And I'm Brooke. And happy Halloween! It is Halloween 2021. We made it. We made it all the way to Halloween 2021. We we did. It was a scary ride, but we did it. Yeah. And I believe last year, Halloween took place on a Saturday, and it was a full moon, too. And everyone (gasps) was, like, so, like, disappointed. We handed out candy, but uh, we didn't like do a lot of very Halloweeny mm-hmm. things like we usually do. But I think the times are better. Um, yep. I bought a Bosk mask right here that I was going to plan on wearing during Woo! the podcast, but I think my voice was just a little bit too muffled. But I posted on the Facebook group that you could find these masks actually out in the wild. Mm-hmm. We posted it uh, a couple months ago, I think. Yeah, because I remember seeing it. Colin has one. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> and I believe it was a wedding gift, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he, someone was like, what do you want? And he was like, I want this Bosque mask. And <laughs> they did not disappoint. So <laughs> it's yeah. in a box somewhere. <laughs> I got a feeling that boss stock is going to go up pretty soon here. So, yeah, I actually took a picture out there in Walmart. It, I was actually oh at a uh, competition for my daughter for Color Guard, and there was a break <laughs> in between, and there's nothing else to do but go to Walmart. So we of went course. to Walmart, and, <laughs> of course, I went to the clearance section first to see if they had any Star Wars stuff on mm-hmm. clearance. And then I went to the toy section, and they didn't have very many, like, Star Wars figures or really Star Wars anything at all. But then my wife and daughter were like, let's go to the restroom first before we leave. And I was like, okay. So they went to the back restroom in Walmart, and you had to go through the electronics section. So this is where I found them. This was, like, kind of like my holy grail for the for the moment in time. And, and yeah, were they, they, were they on sale? No, they weren't I'm on sale. No, uh, okay. I think they're 50 bucks everywhere, like $49.99. Okay. So, yeah, Palpatine, Tuscan Raider. There's actually a Tuscan Raider in the box next to it. I know some people joked on the Facebook group that was that, were they selling the Force in that box? But no. Eh. Yeah. It's a Tuscan Raider mask. They, and they look really boss. creepy just sitting up there on the shelves. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like heads in jars, you know? Right, like... right. Exactly. Yeah. They're realistic <laughs> enough to think that, okay, that it, it looks. A little too creepy with them, like, smushed up against, like, the plastic yeah. and bent in on themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Palpatine's giving me some real creep vibes. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, I wanted all of them. But, I mean, they're $50. I mean, a $50 mask. Right. Yeah. That's, like, not too bad for one. But. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I ended up getting Boss because, like I said, I think the Boss stock is going to jump pretty soon here. And the Darth Maul, I think that was my second choice. But. Like I said, I was going with Bosk. And then Colin texted us. He was like, yeah, I, I think I got that for a, a wedding gift. And I was like, 
Yeah, that's that's so common. But uh, <laughs> yeah, these masks are pretty high quality. There's actually like foam inside to like oh, keep that's it neat. centered. Yeah. So yeah, it looks pretty awesome. For fifty bucks, I'd hope so. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wear this when I hand out candy today. So do it. Yeah, scare the neighborhood kids. <laughs> so. So it is Halloween, and I was kind of mm-hmm. curious, what uh, like Halloween memories and what kind of, what's your favorite candy? I mean, what's what's like the Halloween tradition that you do every single Halloween? Yeah, yeah. For me, I mean, I haven't gone trick or treating in years. I'm a little old for that. But as a kid, I lived out in the country, so we couldn't like walk from door to door. That would be like couldn't even tell you how many miles so we always would drive to relatives houses so they would always be expecting us and so that's was that's what we would do we would get in the car we'd have the radio playing and they'd always play the monster mash and thriller and i was like yay but we would drive to all my relatives houses that would be like our whole whole night and so yeah that was really fun we'd always dress up and then we always would watch The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. That was like my family's like like tradition movie. And for the longest time, like just to age myself, we had it on a VHS because we had recorded it on TV <laughs> back in the day. So there was always this funny little like break because they like would they paused it for the commercials. And so there was always this funny little break. So when we finally got it on DVD, like years later, it threw me off because it would just (laughs) play normally. And I was like, wait, where's that funny little like. So that's that was that was what I did. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. The Charlie Brown special, the Halloween, the Great Pumpkin. um, I that was a big thing when I was a little kid as well. Um, it seems like that's kind of like a nationwide thing. I know they would play mm-hmm. it on network TV a lot, but as a kid, yeah, I, I was kind of like an only child. My brothers were older. My, my dad would always take me out for trick or treating in our neighborhood specifically. It was kind of like a retirement community. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of older people, but there was one particular Halloween that I remember where there was maybe kind of like a middle-aged couple and they had adult children and they tried to set up some type of like quasi like kind of haunted house type of situation where Ooh. I think the two of the kids were up in the trees. They had these really huge oak trees and they were like shouting stuff at the trick-or-treaters <laughs> as, as they walked by. And I passed by them the first time and I looked at my dad and I was like, should we go? And he's like, <laughs> up to you. But I just kept on going and I thought it was pretty cool that they were doing that. And I was kind of looking around to see if any kids were coming out or going into, to whatever they had set up. I didn't even know what it was. Um, mm-hmm. So at the end of my run throughout the neighborhood, there wasn't too many houses, but when we came back, they were like really kind of aggressive towards me. They're like, Hey, come in kid. And I'm like, Oh, well, I got my dad with me. I'm like, okay. Let's, okay, I'm pretty uh, safe. Like, yeah, I was like, let's <laughs> check it out. I was like, how bad could this be? So I walk up the long sidewalk, and they start giving me directions. They're like, okay, kid, walk to the door and turn to the right. And I'm like, okay. So I had yeah. a I had a costume on, had a mask on, and I'm w- walking up there. And they had one of those setups where there was like brick, like little brick walls right before you get to the front door. And the front door was on the right-hand side. 
So I turn to the right and I hear a voice say, okay, get on one knee. And I'm like, okay. So I I get on one knee and there's, I think there was a pot there with like candy and they're like, okay, reach for one candy. So I reached out for it. And then all of a sudden there's a guy behind me. He grabs my ankle and I turn around and he just goes, happy Halloween. And I'm like, what? oh, it like it like freaked me out. And one of the guys up in the tree was like, he's like, take a bunch. And then the other the other like brother was like, no man, he can't take too many. And then I hear another voice say, he's the only kid that came tonight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess I was the only one brave oh enough to gosh. go up there. But That's like so said, funny. Yeah, I had my dad with me, but yeah, I'll never <laughs> forget that. And there was another Halloween where there was a house on that same street where a woman had the uh, the very first, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's like a uh, like a contraption where you stick your hand in it and your hand like wiggles and it looks like your whole like you, there's like an artificial hand holding your actual hand so it's like an optical oh. illusion. And I saw that for the first time. I was just like staring at it. But now I think it's <laughs> kind of popularized. But uh, oh man, I haven't seen it, so not too popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that those or were, I just haven't been paying attention. Yeah, those are my kid memories. But I have one pretty good adult memory. My brother, who might be watching right now, he dressed up as Michael Myers, and I was Kylo Ren. And I took this really funny video of him like walking around our neighborhood, like during the daytime, just like randomly, <laughs> just like walking, like. <laughs> Hiding behind trees and like slowly looking out, and yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah, I know there's there's a guy in uh, Decatur, I think Louisiana, who is uh, he calls himself Michael Myers of Decatur. He's pretty funny. He's on TikTok and all social media, and he's just randomly going to places as a Michael Myers when it's not even Halloween, and it's his wife taking the video, and she's like. <laughs> Just calling him an idiot <laughs> the whole time. Because <laughs> he's doing like weird stuff and just like right. stuff out of the ordinary. Oh they went God. like on a camping trip or something. And he's just like walking out of the RV and like riding a bike around like the campsite. And like everyone's just like staring at him. But uh, yeah, yeah, those are those are some of my memories from Halloween. So let me ask you this. What's your favorite candy to get? I have always been a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. That's just chocolate and peanut butter is perfection. Even like, like on like Easter, especially when you, you know, you get those like giant solid chocolate bunnies. I get peanut butter and eat it with it. So just chocolate and peanut butter is the perfect combo in my opinion. So Reese's peanut butter cups all the way. Yeah. I think for me as a kid, I think, snickers like a fun size snickers that was like Mm -hmm. the go-to and i think the peanut butter cups was probably like the second but when you get the snickers i always love those and i think so what is your least favorite candy because i know there's a lot of candy they give out that i just never ate and always just kind of like sat there for months unless i gave it to someone at school or whatever right what was i mean let me see I mean, like, I-, I can't stand coconut. So uh, what are those called that have the coconut in it? I'm totally blanking. I'm not sure, but I know what you're talking about. I don't like coconut yeah, either. Yeah, I, like I can't. I've, I've tried. Like, I've literally tried. I can't yeah. stand it. Don't like the smell. Don't like the taste. Don't give it to me. The texture, too. It's weird. Um, yeah. So don't really do coconut. Um, 
what else didn't I really use? Some of the like, like the, what are they called? Dots. The little like uh, gummy. Yeah. I didn't mind things. those so much. I was not crazy about those. And like, I don't dislike crunch bars, mm-hmm. but I would always eat them last. They were not like my go-tos. Those would be like the last thing that's in my yeah, bucket. Same here, same here. <laughs> the the one candy that always kind of like weirded me out was like the black licorice. It's like who oh my likes gosh, that? I, that's not even candy. Yeah, it's that's like not even plastic. candy. Oh, it's, it's, it's so weird. No, it's so bad. Also, Nikki, thanks about the Wookiee costume. It's it's very cozy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but no black licorice. It just it needs to be destroyed. I just, if you like black licorice, can you tell me what you like about it? I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of an acquired taste. But for uh, me, also I, candy corn. Some years I like just didn't uh, like uh, it. And it, it mm. kind of doesn't make sense, really. But, and so, and what the is, worst is, is when they just drop the candy corn, like, outside of a package in your bag. It's <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> no, no. What, what is it supposed to taste like? Is it just sugar? I don't know. I'm guessing it's supposed to have some type of like corn type of, I don't know. Maybe I, it just looks like know. corn. But I just... assumed it was just, it looked like corn. It's pretty. Like I love candy corn as like, you know, decorative things, you know, but just right. the taste was never not, not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorites is I had a grandmother, great grandmother who mm-hmm. made popcorn, like caramel popcorn balls. They would just be ginormous balls of caramel and popcorn and i got excited for those every year i loved those almond joy yep yeah i'm not a fan of almond joy but Mm -hmm. yeah i think for me the snickers the reese's thought thought i was being nice little did he know that's funny (laughs) (laughs) so what are you gonna do this year for halloween what are you and Colin doing? You are looking at it. We we, <laughs> we just didn't really know. Yeah. Um, we just didn't really know anybody having a party. Most of our friends were working this year. Last year we were able we we threw like a little party. We were living in a in a large house with some other people. So mm-hmm. just kind of like some close friends came over for a party last year, but this year it's just us by ourselves. And like I said, most of our friends are working today. So we just didn't really have any plans. I did buy some candy. Um, I have no idea if I'm going to see any kids. I've never handed out candy before. Like I said, I grew up in the country. Like we didn't hand mm. out candy. They, they would have to drive miles to get to us. Um, so I'm going to put up a sign and see if see if I find any. But yeah, I think we're just going to watch some movies um, and just have some dinner and just chill, basically. How about cool. you? Uh, we're going to hand out candy. Uh, last year, the turnout wasn't so great. I wore my Boba Fett helmet, which is like pictured <gasps> behind me somewhere. And um, yeah, we just kind of handed out candy outside, and it wasn't a huge turnout. But uh, I think we're going to do the same thing tonight. And the year before mm-hmm. that, I actually delivered pizza, and it was crazy. I could barely oh, man, get out I of my neighborhood. Bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I made a lot of money. but uh, And of course, hey. it was, I think it was a Friday, maybe? I'm not sure. But I know it's, it was year, really busy. The I, year I before think it was last. Saturday, oh, the year before. Yeah. I feel like it changes about once a year. But one of those years was a leap year. So, I, right? So, it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, and it's so I don't know if you experienced the same thing, but it feels like Halloween came pretty quick. It was October first, second, third, fourth, and now we're like Halloween. And then it yeah. No, I agree. But also it kind of feels like it's been forever because here in Orlando, Halloween starts in August. <laughs> like <laughs> Disney and Universal start celebrating very early. Yeah. So it feels like it's been Halloween for forever. There's actually already Christmas stuff up. It started this week. Mm. And like I love Christmas, but I also believe in giving Halloween its time. Right. So yeah. I don't want to see Christmas stuff until literally the day after Christmas or the day after Halloween. Colin and I are already we're gonna decorate tomorrow. That's when Christmas starts for us. But <laughs> yeah. give Halloween its time, you know? Yeah, yeah. You gotta let it breathe a little bit. I mean <laughs> I mean then you got Thanksgiving, so I mean, have you seen the funny meme that goes around where it's a calendar of October, November, and December? Right. And, um, or yeah, so October is all circled and it says Halloween. Yeah. And then all of November and December are circled, except for those three days in November is circled a different color. And like that is Thanksgiving, the rest is Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I like that. That's my calendar. <laughs> yeah. All right, I guess enough Halloween talk. Let's get uh, down to talk. Get into about, the about Star, Star Wars, Wars stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think it's time. So <laughs> we were off last week. So the big news that dropped was. Can you guess what it is? Can I guess? Can they guess? Um, I think. Anyone in the comment do... section? So yeah, the big news was the casting. Variety dropped the report that Hayden Christensen will be. In the Ahsoka series, and we kind of quasi called it. I mean, we figured that I mean, Christensen was going to be in more Star Wars stuff, and it looks. I like feel like it was kind of right. like something where it was like, it just you would just. I almost expected it. I would have been so highly disappointed if he didn't. So it was kind of like, I don't know. It was never like confirmed in my mind, but I was like, just like, come on. Please, like it was like I willed it into um, existence. I was like, he's gonna be in it. He's gotta be. But then we got that confirmation and just the the thrill, the thrill that I felt. And then also Rosario Dawson posted, what did she say? She said they know Sky Guy or something like that. Th- there it is. There it is. Ah! And I just like I squealed just like that. Um- <laughs> So yeah, she uh, posted that, but it was taken down off of her social oh, it media. Was. Yeah, because I saw this going around, and I went to all of her accounts, and it wasn't there. And I was questioning: Is this mm. really a, a real thing oh. that she posted? But yeah, according to Variety, it was. She did post it. Okay, okay. So yeah, it well, is weird. legit. Yeah. Ahsoka show. So was he? Was he confirmed for Obi-Wan or was he confirmed for Ahsoka show or both, right? Both now. Kathy both. Kennedy yep. confirmed yep. him for the uh, Kenobi show. And, mm-hmm. of course, there's limitations possibly with that because, of course, at that time period, Vader is in the suit. Um, so we're assuming maybe flashbacks. But Variety did mention about him being a Force ghost, which is kind of a spoiler, I think, for... Oh. For the Ahsoka show. And see, once they announced uh, Anakin being in the Ahsoka show, we all automatically thought on the podcast, okay, we're doing flashbacks. And of course, that would be kind of 
convenient because he's going to be in the Kenobi show. We're all assuming there's right. flashbacks there, but I mean, that's a big hope that we have. And I don't think anything is leaked as far as flashbacks actually happening. Mm-hmm. It might be like back to tank stuff or he's in like a room where he can actually take off his mask and actually see Hayden Christensen, the actor. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, just ex- even if he's in the suit, you know, just to have him back is awesome because I thought he did a great job as Anakin yeah. Skywalker. And it just makes me sad that he got so much um, hate for it. And so I'm excited for him to come back and maybe kind of like, not that he needs it, but like kind of redeem himself in the eyes of the people who maybe didn't like him um, and just give him some more, some more opportunities to be that character that I thought he did awesome personally. Yeah, that's he that's was, uh, very... to be honest, he was one of my first childhood crushes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was very much um, a fan of Anakin Skywalker. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very interesting, like, the kind of popularity aspect of Hayden Christensen being Anakin Skywalker. Um, the Variety article talks about how Gen X didn't really approve of the prequels. But now as time mm-hmm. has passed, I mean, I didn't, like, overly love them. I wasn't super thrilled mm-hmm. with them. But, I mean, they did grow on me. I really loved Episode One. I know people say that that's maybe one of the, the weakest movies yeah. but i mean of I course he wasn't in episode people, one he, like yeah he was in episode two and I mean, three you just i i appreciate each movie each movie has something mm-hmm. you know so so when when Col- when i met colin in 2017 um our first panel that we attended together was the 40th panel and of course hayden christensen was on stage and he got a huge ovation and oh. in, internally, I was hoping, okay, I want him to get a huge ovation so we can show Lucasfilm that we do want him back for future stuff. Right, and right. now we are here. And you could tell the look on his face. He had, there was a little bit of shock on his face that oh. we were cheering so much. And I think he was kind of hesitant coming back because I think he was getting mm-hmm. kind of like bad fan mail or he just Which kind of is- noticed certain things online and it's they were were negative yeah it's not acceptable like an actor comes in to do his job or her job like they didn't write the script they did you know they came in and they did a job if you don't like the character that has nothing to do with the actor like they should not be getting hate mail that's not okay yeah but i thought he did a great job i think he's actually a pretty good actor um I think he did a great job with what George Lucas gave him. And I mean, the short mm-hmm. amount of time that he had to kind of flesh out the character of Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. So I'm hyped that he's back. I'm glad he's still in shape. I'm glad this is all happening. And I'm I'm super hyped for it. I mean, Honestly, is... both him and Ewan, like, they don't look like they've aged a day. Like, I don't know if it's just me, but like, I look at them and I'm like, did you? Did you age? <laughs> you look the same to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been less than or it's been about twenty years. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool that they're they're still around. They're still game for it, and yeah, hopefully it's gonna it's gonna just be everything that we wanted and more. I keep on thinking back, thinking back to Robert Rodriguez's quote that they over delivered with Boba Fett. I feel like there's going to be an abundance of over delivery. I think we're gonna see a whole lot more of Darth Vader. I mm-hmm. think 
the reception of Darth Vader, I think, is going to generate and put into fast tracking a Darth Vader series. Hopefully, oh. I think that would be awesome. That would be neat. But yeah, there's also a picture online of Hayden and Rosario Dawson uh, when yes. they were younger hugging. So they've met before. They know each other. And I think I saw uh, an interview with Hayden where he talks about how uh, he already knew Rosario Dawson and they're actually friends. So, yeah, I'm I'm super hyped yes, up. Just... I, I think my hype levels are just like shot because it's like <laughs> they're giving us now what, what I think we've been asking for on the podcast and and mm-hmm. then just in fandom. So it's it's happening Dave Filoni's in charge. It is. It's and it's coming. Yeah, yeah. I'm super hyped. So, PulseCon 2021 happened, and what is PulseCon? Well, it's kind of a virtual convention that they have now due to the pandemic. That they debut uh, certain franchises, um, toys essentially, for GI Joe, Transformers. They do Marvel, and of course, they do Star Wars. So you can go on there. Once they announce them, they tell you when you can pre-order. I think the time was about 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock Central Time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to order some Star Wars stuff that they release. And what I was able to get was a couple of Cobb Vanth figures. And when you look at the face, that looks like Timothy Oliphant. That looks really good. They did a fantastic job with the face. I mean... I think, sometimes you look at toys and I'm just like, who is that? Like that doesn't <laughs> look like them at all. Like I'm, I can be really mean about like toys faces sometimes, but that looks fantastic. Yeah. This is black series. So they put a little bit more effort in there uh, as opposed to like the 3.75. Even the hair. When, look at that detail. And even just in yeah. the image, I can see that it's like, wow. Yeah. They, they got it down perfectly i think so i was able to purchase two of them and we're gonna do giveaways uh, for both of those figures (gasps) and we're gonna gonna do that maybe around black friday time i'm not quite sure but uh as soon as those figures ship we might do kind of like a giveaway before we get the figures and i'll Mm -hmm. just mail them off to to the winners heck yeah heck yeah yeah we might do it via keep it keep an eye out you guys that's exciting yeah and they also released Tamir oh. Morrison as uh, Boba Fett in the Tuscan gear, which I think is pretty rad. That I really enjoyed that look. I will be honest; just I liked it a lot. Yeah, it grew on me. I didn't like it at first, but oh, really? Then when we saw him in action, I was like, "Yeah, he was using the gaffy stick," mm-hmm. and it just looked pretty cool. And I was like, the whole time, I was like, "When is he going to get in the Boba gear? When is he going to get in the Boba?" Yeah, gear? I don't know. I just. He just, I liked how just he was look, just looked so like rugged and like he had been through yeah. some crap because he had. Also, I feel like that was one of the first times that I was never like a big Boba Fett fan as a kid mm-hmm. because to me, he never really did anything like in the movies. <laughs> he just kind of was, you know what I mean? He was just there. And so when I actually got to see him in the Mandalorian fighting, like a switch happened and I was like, yes, Boba Fett. <laughs> like, so that was cool. And I liked the outfit. And we got our very first Mayfeld figure, Uh Bill Burr. So I think this one's going to be popular because Mm -hmm. there's no other Bill Burr action figure out there. And um, Bill Burr, he's a famous comedian. 
that's his first occupation and he's a great actor it's it's unbelievable how good of an actor he is he's been in other shows like breaking bad um and he's really shown his acting chops and that seventh episode of season two that uh rick fumayua directed he was just awesome in that uh, break room scene between him mm-hmm. and that imperial officer and I saw an interview where he talked about how the only thing he watched from season two was that scene. He just turned it on for that scene to see how it turned out. That turned out great. And um, yeah, that was actually the, the the Imperial officer he was, he was doing the dialogue with was the, um, the night King from game of Thrones. I think that's the way he says name. But yeah, the the guy that looks like uh Frosty Darth Maul, yeah. Right. <laughs> Frosty, yes. I I only watched the first season of Game of Thrones and then life happened and I never finished it. But I I knew the character, so huh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. How interesting. How interesting. Yeah. So there's another announcement that PulseCon made, which we kind of already knew about. I think it was like maybe a secondary announcement with specifications on it. But they announced the uh, HasLab, the next HasLab project for Star Wars, and it's a Rancor. Oh. So it's to scale with the 3.75 figures. And a little bit of information on it here is that it's going to it's going to be a crowd-funded funded project like all the other HasLab projects. And it's going to run from October 22nd to December 6th, so you have time to conjure up the money decide if you want to buy it um, <laughs> and of course if it's successful i believe it's nine thousand is the mark that they're looking at to put them in production and to uh ship out um it says the project will begin shipping spring 2023 so it's a ways out but i'm still waiting on my razor crest and oh. uh that was supposed to ship this fall and of course the fall's almost done. Um, or actually, we're at the beginning, kind of the middle of the fall. But we got an email sitting at the Razor Crest right there in the middle of that picture. Is going to ship out a little later. Back, um, they're thinking 2022. First quarter okay. 2022. So All right. I'm, I'm waiting on that. Um, the specs, more specs on here. Um, they're saying if the campaign is successfully backed, the offer will include uh, the Black Series Rancor. A uh, figure with an arm span of 42 inches from talon to talon, a height of 17.5 inches, and the ability to extend at 27 inches tall with arms raised up. The figure has over 45 points of articulation. Um, oh, wow. More than the Black Series 29-point standard. So, yeah. And here's some other pics. You can see it out the <laughs> He looks like he's partying. Yeah. He's like, woo <laughs> Yeah, 27 inches tall. And you get a Dang. little closer look at the anatomy. I know in Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. you didn't get to see a whole lot. But yeah, there, there's the iconic, I'm about to eat Luke Skywalker pose. <laughs> oh, that's neat. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I believe it's about $350, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. And it is actually the mascot for um, my squad in the 501st, the Imperial Rough Rider squad. Oh, I didn't so, know that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So 
I kind of feel obligated to get it. <laughs> so I might get one or two. I don't know. I haven't got my razor one, yet. One so. or two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yet. So yeah, it just kind of depends on funds and stuff. But yeah, you the other news posted. that. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I'll keep <laughs> you guys posted. I'll probably have them in the back there, kind of on the top. Maybe. Yeah. I'll we'll see him. He's big enough. Grogu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the other news that came out that was kind of interesting, um, Casca Reeves, played by Mercedes Renato, otherwise known as Sasha Banks, pictured there on the left-hand side, she said she's not coming back to The Mandalorian Season 3. She didn't give a definite reason, I don't think. I didn't see in any of the articles. But she basically said, yeah, she's not coming back, which kind of seems a little counterintuitive because we're all kind of assuming... There's going to be a really big Mandalorian-type epic battle, possibly, Mm -hmm. for the Darksaber, maybe. Um, Or it's just just something, for sure. Yeah, I I know there's been reports that um, there might be some Mandos being fan-casted. Fans with their own armor. Uh, I've seen some of those reports. Kind of like what they did in Mandalorian Season 1 when they brought out the 501st and the guys wore their own Stormtrooper gear. So that's a possibility. And you'd figure we'd see more Mandalorians. You would think. Something's got to happen. I mean, there's the Darksaber and like, are we going to like reunite all the Mandalorians? Like, like just there's got to be something. I want to see like a huge group of them just all together. That'd be awesome. Did you see that picture of um I have no idea if this is relevant, but Snoop Dogg yeah. in a Mandalorian costume. <laughs> Do we yeah, know think, what that's for? <laughs> I think he did a music video and that, that's all he needed. He, oh. he was doing a music video. He was in space. He needed a spacesuit. And I think uh, someone custom made Mandalorian armor for him. And huh. ironically enough, Ice Cube is in the video and his son is going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series as well. Oh, that's funny. Huh, that's so. funny. Yeah, I didn't know. I saw the picture and I was like, is Snoop Dogg in the Mandalorian now? <laughs> like, I was like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, years back, he was in an Adidas commercial where they were all in the cantina. And it was like David Beckham, um, oh. Daft Punk was in there. Um, I'm forgetting who else was in there. But it was really well done. They took footage from the original cantina shoot and kind of just slotted oh, okay. celebrities in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looked really oh, that's good. Fun. Yeah. It was Adidas commercial. So <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, Sasha Banks is gonna concentrate more on her wrestling career. That's her on the right, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. As she's a I mean her character wasn't super important, I guess in my like not that she wasn't like completely like irrelevant, but like she wasn't a super main character. So it's not like the lack of her character is going to super, like, affect the show, I guess. Right. It was almost like she was Bo-Katan's sidekick. Right. You know. So, So, I mean. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) Yeah, I liked her. I mean, I, I think her acting probably needs to be worked on but i think for what she was what she played i think she she did the job oh, and of she course did. she yeah. kind of showed off like her her physicality uh, with that fighting was Boba a Fett and that really cool episode. fight i will say yeah. i did enjoy watching that that was really neat but other than that like yeah I was she was totally a cool character for but yeah oh yeah yeah 
So no more Mercedes Renato in The Mandalorian. But you never know. I mean, she might have been lying. <laughs> I don't know. This is true. Yeah. Actors lie. That's actually what they do for a living, if you think about it. They're yeah, professional liars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a birthday passed last week. And I know we've kind of talked about him in the past. I think we did mention his birthday last year on a particular podcast. And I was actually called out on uh, having some information that was wrong. And I found a picture that kind of uh, validates that, yeah, I was wrong and this person was right. Um, John Favreau, he is uh, another birthday pass for him. And, of course, we all know him as... Um, the person that kind of jump-started Marvel Studios with Iron Man, mm-hmm. and of course he jumped mm-hmm. over to the Mandalorian with his pitch for a Boba Fett series, and Kathy mm-hmm. Kennedy said, no, don't do Boba Fett, you can do something else, and he came up with the Mandalorian, which is almost like a Boba Fett series without doing Boba oh, Fett. Yeah. And now he's in charge of Boba Fett, but what I was referring to earlier, he was actually Monica's boyfriend on Friends. <laughs> you didn't know that? I knew Sorry, he was on Friends, but I said he was Rachel's boyfriend, and I got like, <gasps> chastised no. for it. So yeah, that's that's David, what I was kind of referring to. I wasn't on that one, but I yes, no, I <laughs> I am a diehard. I love Friends. I'm pretty much always okay. watching Friends. It is always playing in the background. Like I love Friends. Yeah, he was reoccurring for quite a few episodes. He yeah. was crazy wealthy. Yeah. Um, and he decided to go UFC fighting, right? That's why the. Oh, excuse me. That's what ultimately broke them up. Is he got it in his head that he wanted to become the greatest UFC fighter ever, <laughs> but he was horrible at it, and he kept getting really, really beat up. And Monica was like, "I can't watch you keep doing this." And he was like, "Well, I'm not going to stop till I'm the greatest fighter." And she was like, "Well, I can't do this." And so that's what broke them up. But yeah, it, <laughs> he was really funny. Yeah. And of course, yeah, we all know him for the Mandalorian, and he's done a fantastic job mm-hmm. with, yes. with the story. With and I'm pretty sure Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett, is just going to be mm-hmm. just as awesome. And oh, so exciting! Yeah, December 29th, and then we're going to get a preview um, on November 12th on Disney Plus. <laughs> a little mm-hmm. kind of backstory for Boba Fett, and I think we're all assuming that we're going to get the trailer. Um, around that time period, maybe on yeah. that day. So you I know, think if they release that trailer, um, their servers are going to have some trouble. <laughs> oh, it's, you know, it's pretty like, now that I think about it, it's pretty interesting that we have had no kind of trailer for this and it comes out in a couple months. Yeah. Tomorrow but officially it... we'll be able to say it comes out next month. So. <gasps> Oh my goodness, that's so exciting. And I don't know, I might be the odd one out, but sometimes, like, I love trailers. They can get me so excited, but also sometimes I feel like they can give away too much. And so sometimes, like with this, I'm almost, I almost kind of love that I don't know anything about it because I just, I have room for just limitless, like, I have no notion of what I'm going to see. So I can just be surprised. So I kind of like that. I might be the odd one out, but. Yeah, I, that's the great kind of mystery. It's like, how are they going to give us a show with 
the main character being an anti-hero. I know there's there's Fennec Shan there as well. They're both bounty hunters, and we saw at the very end of that end credit scene where Boba Fett straight up shot. Um, he sure did. <laughs> I'm blanking on the name for some reason. Bib. Um, yeah, Bib Fortuna. Thank you. Bib Fortuna, yeah, he straight up shot him, threw him out of the chair, and took his place. Um, so, I mean, what kind of show are we going to get? And it's directed by Robert Rodriguez. So it's... <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of... So what came to mind, another show or movie that's kind of based solely on anti-heroes is like Pirates of the Caribbean. If you think about it, they're all pirates. So they're not necessarily good people. I was trying to draw a comparison of like an anti-hero show. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's just... Like, what tone is it going to have? I mean, is it going to be right. really dark, really gritty? Is it going to be... Are we going to follow some other, like, like good guy in the show and follow their arc as well? I mean, how mm. are they going to pull this off? I don't know. And that's that's kind of something that I'm excited about is that I mm. don't know. <laughs> I'm like, it could be anything. But like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Robert Rodriguez said that they over-delivered on this. Over-delivered. So once he said that, I'm thinking like Boss, IG-88, Dengar, Zuckus, Forlom, Vader, I wanna, Han Solo. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see Chewy. Rex. I want. I want Rex to show up. <laughs> Rex, Dex's diner. Yeah. Dex is going to yeah. show up. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. What if we do get everything? I mean, like, we thought with Luke Skywalker showing up at the end of season two, they they wouldn't be able to top it. But could they theoretically? I think top they it? could. I think they have room for so much topping that they could do it. <laughs> I don't know the shock that we had for Luke Skywalker. I know we talk about it like almost every other podcast, but I, but it was just like it's very surreal. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't even know. I'm almost speechless just because I'm just so excited that I just just so excited. There's so much happening. Yeah, one thing that I don't think we ever mentioned on the podcast that was kind of going on <clears throat> for the past couple of months was um, the Union IATSE. And that's how people, I've, I've come to find out, pronounce it. It's IATSE. It's the Union where all the workers, all the crew, all the, the grips and the production people all work under. And there was actually a possible work stoppage, which would affect it. <gasps> Our Star Wars shows, but luckily they oh, came to an agreement okay. where they, um, I think the deal is good for a couple years or so. Um, but okay. there was a possibility everything in Hollywood, movies, uh, oh, TV man. was all just going to shut down. And of course, we know that The Mandalorian is in production. That would have halted. That would have pushed stuff back even more. I know there was a real big story about Marvel movies being pushed back. Those would have been well, pushed back they... more. They did a little bit. Mm -hmm. the The next year's Marvel productions they got pushed back. I don't know, like a couple months or so. Yeah, each one. So I know some people were upset about that, but man, well, thank goodness that whatever problem they had, they got resolved. I know we would have been pretty sad if we had to wait. <laughs> 
Yeah, the the complaints I was hearing was that a lot of workers were being kept uh, way past their time, being overworked, mm, working yeah, weekends, that's not cool. and not being really compensated, not being not kind of, cool, not cool, absolutely. Yeah, and, workers and, need to be paid what they're due, and for the work that they're doing, hundred percent. Yeah, it was just kind of sad hearing some of these people yeah. saying, "Yeah, we're working fifteen hour, sixteen hour days, oh, trying to geez. get stuff completed." And of no course, one, no one should have to do that. You should you should be able to work and also have your own personal life. My very strong opinion: work should not be your life. You have a life outside of work. Yeah, work to live, not live to work. So yes, absolutely. And then, of course, once this kind of happened, a few days later, I believe the Alec Baldwin situation happened. And we kind <gasps> oh, of found yeah. out details about that. I just and- learned about that last week and i was just my heart goes out like that's just so tragic yeah it's super tragic and yeah we never want anyone to get hurt of course ever mm-hmm. and i mean yeah for someone to lose their life on a movie set it's mm-hmm. it's happened before completely like just c- completely accidental too you know just like yeah, ugh, yeah. can't i can't even imagine yeah it's really sad but it's kind of shocking to me that we don't have more accidents like that on movie sets because you you watch movies with mm-hmm. like firearms and they look real and it's so easy easy to mistake a real one with a fake one and then sometimes they do use real sure. firearms but they use blanks and then the blanks right. actually can be dangerous over time. That, that, that that's can be what that's what I barrel. learned too. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, man, I just I don't know. To me, it just. I mean, I guess I'm not in the movie business, but just like I just feel like safety should be like the first priority, and like you just, just I don't know why are real guns on set? I don't know. We have the technology these days that I feel like it just is unnecessary. But again, I, I don't work in movies. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's the big argument that they could do all this via After Effects and just do it in post, put in the uh, muzzle flash, and mm-hmm. I mean sound effects i mean it's it's all kind of there and i think right this might be kind of one of the catalysts to actually having real guns taken off set and not oh be, yeah not be allowed mm-hmm. so i mean just for just the safety of uh the cast and everybody you know yeah yeah they have very they have a lot of like safety checks to go through with those firearms too so They've said that it's almost impossible, not entirely impossible, because of course it happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. But every protocol, I don't think, was actually followed, and an actual bullet made it into a gun. So, right, right. It just, yeah. and I just, I just wonder how. You know, you just wonder like, how did this happen? Who was the who was the person that put it in there? Yeah, uh, the story that I read. Um, the most recent story was that there was uh, a daughter of the person who was in charge of the guns um, was actually doing range practice and she just left a bullet in there. And the actual gunsmith that was in the union for IATSE left the production due to safety concerns. He thought it was unsafe. So he left and then the production hired someone that was not in the union and they were in charge of the guns, and he just simply made the mistake of of having that gun live with with live ammo. Oh, and they my. say that the the um, onset they make a proclamation of cold gun. I believe. I think that's 
the the phrasing they use. Once they say that, they hand it to the actor, and the actor is supposed to feel safe. And of course, there's a scene where he was aiming the gun at the at the camera, and he pulls mm-hmm. the trigger, and I think he hit the director of photography yes. in the chest, and then I the bullet ricocheted so. out and hit the director, I believe. So, yeah. I think that's, yeah. the, that's the story. That's Yeah, that's what I heard pretty much. Oof. Just but heart yeah, goes looks, out to yeah. the families and to to Alec because, I mean, that's that's traumatic. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Safety should definitely be first. Right. Right. And, 100%. Yeah. So, a new movie came out that... I was really anticipating. James and I were really anticipating. It was supposed to come out. I feel like you guys have been talking about it for like as long (laughs) as I've known you. (laughs) That might be true. That might be true. So, (laughs) so yeah, James and I have been really hyped up for this. It was supposed to come out last year. And of course, the pandemic happened. No one could go to the movie theaters. The movie theaters shut down. And HBO Max made the declaration that they're going to release all their films day and date on HBO Max. So we were wondering, okay, are we going to get this film and HBO Max, even though it was pretty much shot to be seen in a movie theater in the biggest movie theater possible with the best sound, which is kind of where I saw it. So the movie Dune was released and of course stars our very own Oscar Isaac, who played Poe Dameron in the sequel trilogy. And he plays Duke Plato Atreides in the film. And there was a Dune film made in the mid 80s by David Lynch, who actually has, who actually was supposed to direct Return of the Jedi, but didn't, of course. And that film is kind of iconically a um, kind of a (laughs) kind of not the best movie out there. Um, I wouldn't say it's totally unwatchable. But there's some points where it's just like, uh. And Dune is a book that was published in 1965. And the author of the book, Frank Herbert, watched Star Wars. And he was like, wait a minute. He's like, "Um, Star Wars actually has a lot of of similarities to Dune here. And some of the similarities were that... Dune and Star Wars share a male protagonist on a desert planet. Uh, Spice is referenced. Um, We all know about the Spice Mines of Kessel. I know it wasn't a Mm -hmm. huge plot point in Star Wars, but it was in Dune. Um, Moisture farming. Uh, In Dune, there's uh, these suits called still suits that kind of farms the moisture for people on the the sand planet of Dune. Um, Sand crawlers. There's both of those, the Jawas ride them in Star Wars, and they there's also sand crawlers that that harvest the spice. And there's also a huge emperor um, character in the series, and I think that's just one of like many kind of similarities. And yeah, I think George Lucas is kind of famous for talking about how he picked and pulled from certain certain cinema that that was in existence, and he was heavily influenced by the work of uh, Akira Kurosawa and of course Dune apparently and the author of Dune Frank Herbert was thinking about maybe actually suing George Lucas I don't think he ever did but I think Mm -hmm. he talked about it in interviews because of the similarities 
But Dune is its own thing. Star Wars is its own thing. It's not a whole lot similar. It, it, it It's not... I don't think you could go and see Dune and think, oh, this is like Star Wars. I think you come out of the theater thinking it's its own thing because there's a lot of aspects that are different compared to Star Wars. I think Star Wars is a lot better looking with like the lightsabers and the different spaceships mm-hmm. and the light speed. But Dune is a very interesting story. And of course, the book predates Star Wars, 1965. And it was a great film by uh, Denis Villeneuve. So I would I would recommend checking it out. It's in theaters now, also on HBO Max, like I mentioned. But yeah, I thought it was funny that um, that I hear some people talk about it, it, it's kind of like a range. Some people say it's a lot like Star Wars, and some people say it's has nothing to do. And some people it just kind of got, goes over their head that there was maybe some stuff that George Lucas kind of pulled and kind of used and recycled for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Do you know the story, Dune? Did you read the book? I I don't actually. I literally learned about it from you guys um, that it exists, and I had fully planned on watching the new movie. But I come home one day and Colin's halfway through it. And I was like, what is this? So I personally have not had the time to sit down and watch it myself. Um, So I have, I don't really know what it's about. All I know is that I heard that my girl Zendaya is only in it for like seven minutes. And I'm, I'm very turned off now from this, from (laughs) this film. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's I I don't I don't know anything about it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, some some sites and some outlets are kind of herald, heralding it as like the next Lord of the Rings, the next Star Wars. And I remember Colin texting me, he's like, I saw Dune, it's not the next Star Wars dude. <laughs> that's what that's I did I yeah, he did say that. He said that it just wasn't it wasn't like horrible, but he said it just yeah. wasn't super great in his opinion. So yeah. Yeah, what Star Wars, I think, has over Dune is Star Wars has that explanation of the Force. And, of course, Dune has something very similar called The Voice. So there's another similarity. Uh, But I think with Dune, the movie, you really have to know a lot of stuff. Because there's like an AI war that happened between humanity and machines. And they're past that. And the date that's given, it's actually the date after that future war happened. There's a lot of detail and a lot of depth for Dune, just like the Lord of the Rings. So it's kind of like one of those things. It's like you go in there, you might be a little lost and think, well, why are Mm -hmm. people making such a big deal about it? It has Mm -hmm. a lot of old, older fans. It's an older book. And there's a cult movie out that was released by David Lynch. And it's not the greatest of films, but I think if you check it out, you read the book, you check out the movie, you know exactly what's going on. And apparently there's a sequel that's been greenlit for Dune. So Oh, neat, neat, neat. There so you go. did you have you read the book, David? I haven't read the book. I went on Audible and I listened to maybe okay. six chapters while I was delivering pizza. But um I've gone on YouTube and I've looked up like certain explanations of what Dune is because I was curious too. Um, it wasn't until I went to my buddy's house for the Super Bowl, I think, and they had a copy of like the Dune DVD. And I was like, wow, they're actually kind of a fan here of Dune. And that got me kind of got my wheels turned. I asked my buddy about it and he had read the book and he was like saying like, yeah, it's, it's, it's 
a really great story. You need to check it out. So I searched, I I did a lot of like research and digging about it. And I actually found out that there was another Dune movie that was supposed to be made by uh, a director named Alejandro uh, Jodorowsky. And he was a Chilean filmmaker and he made a lot of like um, independent, very kind of off the radar type movies um, that uh, are usually like rated R, NC-17 basically. (laughs) And he was, he was trying to get a team together. He got together a crazy talented team, which later on became the team that went on to do, alien for ridley scott the original alien so yeah there was a lot of talent and a lot of famous people that were going to be in it and it was going to look nothing like what the dune book was i mean he was going like super artistic Mm. super flamboyant um it was going to star like i think mick jagger um (laughs) it was going to have um orson wells was going to be in it um trying to think of the other people salvador dolly was going to be in it he wanted his stipulation was i think to be the highest paid actor no matter who you cast <laughs> and i think the total came up to like four hundred thousand oh, dollars back in the early 80s and he was going to be paid like a hundred thousand dollars a minute he was going to only appear for four minutes or something oh my gosh yeah it's it's there's there's actually a documentary you can actually purchase and watch that kind of chronicles like their whole kind of step by step process of trying to get that movie made and that the artwork and the the pre production stuff they say inspired science fiction uh, everything from Star Wars to hmm. to Alien to I know I mentioned those already um, but concepts were like lifted from their pre-production work which is which is super fascinating and yeah you can kind of like gave birth to these things sparked it kind of did it kind of did it's 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 an interesting story um but yeah there's a documentary you can purchase online and off of uh, apple i think that's where i bought it um so rosario dawson um might be shooting the Ahsoka series starting in December, according to Kevin Smith's podcast. He kind of, I wouldn't say leaked the information, but the information that he kind of talked about was he invited Rosario Dawson to do a short that he wanted to film in December, and Rosario Dawson maybe kind of slipped and said, well, I have a Star Wars thing I need to do uh, at that time. She said she would be in Manhattan Beach, where they do film The Mandalorian. So I think we're kind of thinking that, yeah, the Ahsoka show is going to start shooting sometime in December or she's going to go in for fittings or something. So there's that information. And here's a picture of her ah! without uh, her head tails, her leku. So. <laughs> My goodness. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for the Ahsoka series. She yeah. just deserves she deserves her own show. And I love just how much love she gets from the fans, especially since like you look at how she started as this. Honestly, she was annoying. She was an annoying little kid <laughs> and she just grew and just the character development she had that we got to see 
loved and she just became one of the most beloved Star Wars characters. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It's an incredible thing. Like, um, something that just happened this week at Disney is some new Ahsoka-inspired ears just dropped Mm -hmm. and literally could not keep them on the shelves. If you're watching the video, I did happen to snag a pair, couldn't believe it, didn't even know they existed. Like, literally, Colin and I were at World of Disney, and he goes, did you see the new Ahsoka ears? And I was like, no, what are you talking about? There were two left on this shelf and i grabbed it and i was like this is mine um and then i'm thinking that maybe they got put out accidentally because it wasn't until the next day that ashley Eckstein posted about them she designed them there's a little tag on it this is designed by ashley Eckstein. it doesn't say her universe so i i don't know i don't think they're like a her universe specific pair of ears um does everything there that Ashley Eckstein kind of created or worked on, say, her universe? Um, I think so. Like, we do carry some her universe stuff, like, it, and it'll say her universe on it. Um, so I think so. So this is the first thing I've ever seen, really, that says it was designed by her. And it, I'm not, it looks like the her universe font on the tag, but it does not say her universe. It says designed for Disney by Ashley Eckstein. So I'm not really sure what that is, but they are just, they're gone. It like, I heard that in, in my store, I was not working on the days that they dropped. And I heard that we had them for like a day and they were gone. So anytime someone comes in and they're like, do you have these? I have to tell them, no, (laughs) they are gone. But if you grabbed a pair, they are super cute and super cool, but just, we cannot keep her stuff on the shelves like it's just anytime it comes in it's gone almost instantly yeah apparently they haven't learned their lesson with those ahsoka ears i know the first <laughs> no. time they dropped they like sold out in like <gasps> three seconds so. oh my gosh i the what day was it that we that i tried to get them uh, and they were just what, what day was i'm i'm gonna blank star wars day <laughs> was it just star wars yeah maybe that's what it was that yeah they were just gone but i managed to get these yeah i think those actually look better than the other ones yeah Yeah, they're pretty cool so they have like and actually i should show you the back the back has like her her markings on it and it says i am one with the force and the force is with me and then the front side has her like her her uh siege of mandalore like a headband i guess you could call it and a little shape of her uh Yeah. So they're very yeah, cute, nice. very cool. Yeah, I was pretty excited to literally find them accidentally. Don't know how that happened, but the force willed it, and <laughs> yeah, the force was definitely with you. And you weren't it, even it at work was. that day, so no, I was in a completely different store, not even looking for them. <laughs> yeah. So O'Shea Jackson Jr., if uh, you're not familiar with that actor, uh, he is actually, he's done several things. He, he did Straight Outta Compton, he, and he also was in Godzilla, uh, one of the Godzilla films. And he's Ice Cube, the rapper's son. So he's going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, um, as was initially announced, along with Hayden, Ewan, Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie Peace, uh, Kamal Nanjiani. Andira Varma, Rupert Friend, Sun Kang, uh, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie. 
But O'Shea Jackson Jr. did a recent interview where they asked him, how was that experience? And if he was a Star Wars fan, and he said, yes, I'm a Star Wars fan. And he couldn't believe that he was there on set in the volume. And the interesting thing he said about the volume was when he acted in scenes in the volume and they turned it off, the screen went from whatever they were shooting, whatever environment to just all white instantly. And he said his brain would just kind of do a little freak out and it would feel like he was like in the matrix in in one of those scenes where it's just like all white and the two characters are just Mm -hmm. standing there in that film. So yeah, he's in there. We don't know what he's playing. If he's a good guy, if he's a bad guy, I think we all kind of assume rebellion. Um, but yeah, he said he had a fantastic time, and it's it's awesome when when actors that are fans are cast, and they're just kind mm-hmm. of in awe of the fact that they're yes. in Star Wars, and then getting to be in the volume. The volume is changing the industry. They're setting up volumes all over the world. It's more convenient for these times. It just instead of going on location, you can just film, especially mm-hmm. for TV. So. I'm very interested to see what he actually plays. So to be an actor these days and to be cast on a Star Wars show. I mean, growing up, I know there's there's a few other stories. I know Saint Sun Kang talked about how when they shot a particular scene, he looked at all the people behind the camera and they were just like with their mouth open, like just in awe of what they were seeing. Oh my gosh. And it feels like it was a Vader scene <laughs> to me. Maybe seeing Vader for the oh, first time in Kenobi. I don't, yeah, maybe. So we'll see. We'll see it soon. Yeah, I I hope it comes sooner or later. We all know Star Wars Celebration is gonna happen in May, at the end of May. The reports that I'm seeing right now is that we might get the Obi-Wan show in April. So we might get it right before Celebration, but it feels like we might get it after. Just just with them moving Celebration from August to May, having them kind of reposition it. Although I believe um, D23 is happening as well pretty shortly after August. I think that was initially the reasoning why they moved it. But it's like, if we get the Kenobi series, it almost feels like Ewan McGregor might not show up to Celebration. And I think that's what we're all looking forward to in 2020, to see him on stage Mm -hmm. and to kind of talk about the show. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, definitely I think Rosario Dawson is showing up. I think there's going to be a huge assault panel. I hope so. There, there There needs to be. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got the Andor series that no one is really talking about. It's kind of going under the radar. Yeah, I honestly, I keep forgetting that it's a thing. And then every once in a while, someone will mention it. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, But this past week, I think last week, a rumor kind of came up of possibly Andy Serkis being involved somehow. And I don't think he would be Snoke if the rumor is true. I think he's maybe playing a different character. But, And, of course, we don't see his face in the sequel trilogy. But he was the voice of Snoke. So mm-hmm. he could be 
I don't know. That'd be kind of interesting because I think he kind of got a raw deal getting killed off in The Last Jedi. And I was hoping to see more of him. I think he's a really great actor. And of course, he was Gollum. And he, he is a phenomenal actor. I did a... not care for Snoke at all. <laughs> but <laughs> I um, love Andy's... Snoke. It, he, he didn't make sense. Well... He just he came out of nowhere, this incredibly powerful force wielder that we've never heard about until now. And I'm like, yeah. okay, where were you hiding? And then he doesn't do anything and he gets cut in half. And I'm like, he, I don't know. My opinion, he didn't do anything. <laughs> so I just, I, I don't know. I did not get him. Maybe we'll get a little bit more of an explanation in these, in the Mandalorian, maybe, or the, or just one of these shows. I don't know. Maybe he'll make more sense to me. But as of right now, he didn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah. The, comics do a lot of explaining and there's actually a comic release yeah um that talks about luke's hand that got chopped off Mm -hmm. and i believe it alludes to palpatine trying to acquire as much metachlorian content as he can to maybe have that contingency plan if he didn't make it out of that second death star and i think he does make reference to snoke as being kind of like a failed clone in a way, uh, but mm-hmm. something that he dispatched to try and kind of execute his plan. But mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't really mm-hmm. been reading the comics and I don't really have the time to, but you mentioned that there are some Crimson Dawn comics. There are. I saw about um, Kira. Let me pull up my notes real quick. Um, this December, they're coming out with um, some comics, uh, Marvel ones about uh, it's called Crimson Dawn Rises. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's going to be five of them. And timelines that it's, it's following the war of the bounty hunters. So it's in the the age of the empire. And it's about Kira. She's like the leader here. And she's putting together a crew to take on the Sith. So that's kind of what I heard. Um, said that there's going to be some characters in it. There's someone called the the archivist i believe and they had like a little image he was i don't know if it was a he or she but it was like long hair and they're kind of like glowing in this blue color and they're supposed to be this really creepy like so i'm not sure what that is but then also mentioned seeing the knights of ren ochi of bastoon death stick i do not know who that is um there's a character named death stick <laughs> that's what i know i was like i've never heard of him before but um <laughs> yeah i know of death but, sticks <laughs> right but who is just stick yeah so it looked super interesting um because i've been wanting to like after watching solo i was like kira is such an interesting character and now she's is she the leader of crimson dawn now like what is she doing like what we see darth maul like what what are they doing so I, i've always wondered like what was next so i'm hoping that this will kind of like show us what she's up to so i'm pretty excited about these actually i i have also not really been reading much of the comics but i think i might grab these for sure yeah i think that's what we were kind of all hoping for that crimson dawn was going to be made into mm-hmm. some type of show and get amelia clark back but- yeah yeah and the it, what's cool is that um I didn't grab any images for you guys, but if you go look it up, like the the character, it it looks like Amelia Clark. Like they did a pretty good job yeah, of yeah. drawing her. The sh- it, it looks like Amelia Clark. Yeah, yeah, they always do a pretty good job of that. After the fact, they can go in there and just mm-hmm. draw the likeness of the actors. 
And I think are the timelines right that maybe we can maybe see Crimson Dawn stuff in Andor, and maybe get Amelia Clark as a oh, maybe, maybe guest appearance. Oh, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, because Andor kind of takes place. Well, it might be a little bit before Solo, or maybe right in that spot in the timeline. So that area gets a little fuzzy for me. I might need to. Yeah, there's so many things like happening. It's like yeah, like, it happens like in the future, in the past, in the current <laughs> timeline of films that we're getting. Yeah, yeah, I can't even keep it all straight anymore. Those are the days where you could keep it all straight in your head, but not anymore. <laughs> right. Now I'm just like, I have to like be like, when does this happen? Because. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's one of the issues that people that watch like the Mandalorian were kind of confused when they mm-hmm. saw Luke Skywalker show up and they're like, old Luke, I thought he died. And then they see young Luke and they're like, wait a minute, when does this take place? Right. So. Yeah, that's all I got as far as topics go. Did you have anything else? Just a small thing. I don't know if anybody plays Galaxy of Heroes. I do not. I didn't really know what it was. But apparently they're releasing Boba Fett in it now in his Battle of Tython outfit. Oh, cool. Um, So if you're somebody who plays Galaxy of Heroes, keep an eye out for him. I I saw the image and he looked pretty dang cool. Is it this one or when he was actually wearing it? No, and he's actually in... In the, the armor. Okay. Yep. All right. But other than that, that's all I had. Just chilling out on this. It's kind of, it's a little chilly here in yeah, Florida. Yeah, it's actually cold in South Texas um, now. Yeah. I, now, when I say chilly in Florida, <laughs> that is like, just I'm from Michigan, so I'm used to a much colder temperature, but it's like in the low 70s here. When I woke up and left the house this morning, it was 69 degrees here in Florida. I was thriving. I couldn't have been happier. <laughs> but I'm sure the rest of the Floridians are like, it's winter! Um, yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of wondering here in Texas if we're going to have another snow apocalypse like we did last year. That was I crazy. Would, I would love for it to snow here just to see people's reactions. Hopefully the roads would be clear and I could go wherever I want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah. yeah. Alright. Well, that's the show. Happy Halloween. My name is David. And I'm Brooke. And may the force be with you. Always. Always.